From the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee, it's time for the upswing on WTMJ, showcasing businesses, entrepreneurs, and community leaders throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Here's your host, Jeff Sherman. I'm gonna make this place Welcome to the upswing. Let's look into the future today. The rear, the rear view mirror on all small on cars is a whole lot smaller than the windshield, right? And that's for a reason. You want to look ahead, not behind. The Wall Street Journal does this regular feature that I just truly love. It's called the future of everything. Analyzes businesses, innovations, technology online, digital, all over the place. It's a great way to explore kind of what's next and to truly dream about what's possible. And today we're going to do our very own version. Fast forward, the future of almost everything business in Wisconsin. And who better to join us than Chief Milwaukee Officer Steve Glenn and Martin Moore, content creator, podcaster, YouTuber, and commercial photographer and filmmaker for Koss Headphones. Both of these individuals have their boots on the Wisconsin business ground each and every day, and their eyes are always looking to what's next. So the conversation is going to be fun, inform informative, and truly full of innovation. On the technology side, to open the show, though, there's a lot happening in the auto space. And we're going to discuss the future of gas stations and more later in the show. So I wanted to open the show with Debbie Lazica's part two feature on what's new and exciting in tech and autos. The Greater Milwaukee Auto Show concludes this Sunday at the Baird Center. So here's Debbie's feature on what's shaken in the technology world in autos. EV is all the rage at the Milwaukee International Auto Show. This year, we've seen people have issues charging their electric vehicles and then them keeping their charge in the colder weather. Could it be the manufacturers in California didn't really have that top of mind in their designs? But senior editor for Auto Trader Jason Fogelson says the technology is starting to evolve. Battery technology is moving rapidly right now. I mean, we're at the dawn of solid state batteries, and those will be much less prone to temperature fluctuations than the current lithium ion batteries that we're using. Still, there is such a thing as range anxiety, where people imagine their EVs conking out once they lose sight of the regular charging stations along their route. Driving these vehicles is just like driving a gas car. Charging the vehicles and maintaining your battery is a new skill for people, and that's going to develop with time as well, as infrastructure improves. And there are other solutions to range anxiety. Don't plunge headlong into EVs without doing your research. And maybe it's not for you. Maybe what you should be looking at is a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid, which is kind of a mix of both of those technologies. You still have a gas engine, but with the plug-in hybrid, you can charge it on your own time, and then you can use uh, the limited range, 25 to 40 miles of electric, to do your commuting, to do your errands, uh, and never burn a gallon of gas. But when you run out of electric range, you've still got a gas electric hybrid that's highly efficient and running really well on gas. I've gotten a chance to drive a hybrid plug-in from our partners at Hall Mazda for an extended test drive, and I've got to tell you, once you get used to how the self-charging works, it's pretty slick. All cars are incorporating more and more computers into their design. Connectivity is a big deal. Now, 
Picture yourself as a hacker. Yeah, cybercrime will probably seep into your driving experience, too. Well, I think all the manufacturers are very aware of that. And you should be aware of that, you know, in the same way that you would be with your home computer, with your cell phone. Make sure that you're using robust passwords. Make sure that you change them on a regular basis. Make sure you don't share them with anyone. All the, the common sense stuff that applies with computers applies to the car. There's a lot of new technology penetrating every aspect of car ownership. And the fun lies in figuring out what will work best for you. From the Milwaukee International Auto Show, Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. I've had an EV for almost nine years now. I plug it in at home. It gets me where I need to go. It's incredibly fun to drive and simple. I, I'll admit early on I did have some of that range anxiety, but once you get over it, the technology just takes you there. Martin, you're a car guy. What are you excited about in the tech space in autos these days? I uh, Hey. Also, thanks for letting me come on. Sure. Also, thanks for the generous intro for me and Steve. Well, well done. I, m- much appreciated. We, we pay him a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I worked on. I mean, most of the listeners know I worked on cars for for twenty years, and so the the future of automobiles is something I've been very passionate about. And I think, I think the three areas where we're really going to see a lot of movement in the next ten, fifteen, twenty years is going to be self driving is going to be huge. You know, we're seeing that with with Tesla and we're seeing that with a lot of like the lane departure. Um we're going to see big innovation with that. Then um entertainment connectivity. Um you know, GM is pulling Apple CarPlay and Google um from all of their vehicles. I think next year or the year after and they're yeah. going to try and have their own sort of entertainment, you know, hub in, in their vehicles. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Um and then obviously the the electric future. It's it's undeniable that electric is the future of automobiles. And so getting better range out of the batteries, what are gas stations going to look like, You know, uh, which is some stuff we'll get into later yeah, in the show. Uh, but, th- so. but those are the three big areas where I- I'm really interested and excited to see where, where the future of automobiles goes. We're going to explore the future of almost everything Wisconsin Fast Forward with Martin Moore and Steve Glenn. Coming up next, fast food on the upswing. We're back. This is the upswing, the future of almost everything, Wisconsin business. That's the theme today. So on an earnings call earlier this month, Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, said that the big fast food giant is planning to invest $20 million in a rollout of new digital menu boards, which aren't incredibly innovative. Everyone has them, right? But by the end of 2025, Wendy's is going to introduce something called dynamic prices that will change the prices based upon demand, based upon possibly time of day, based upon weather. So I don't know, is surge pricing, Steve Glenn, coming to the fast food world? I think so. It has to. It's coming everywhere else. It's in, in, in so many parts of our lives right now. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're going through the fast food aisle. You know, the fast food lane. Yes, I do that often. Do you pre-order with an app? Or are you I, ordering right at the I station? I order at, at – it's like a on-demand kind of in-the-moment process for me. Yeah, I do not use apps to pre-order. Okay. I see it happen, though, a lot. So the prices will change based upon how many cars are in line. What do you think of that? I don't – 
I, I don't immediately mind it because I scope out the low, the smallest line all the time. So when I see the long lines, I stay away. Okay. Yeah. Martin, what do you think? So I don't eat fast food, okay. so That's I could really good. care less what they do. <laughs> but the trickle-down effect is what I'm really worried about. And during the break, we were talking about um, you know how Twitter started charging for verification, and then Meta started charging it for Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. If this is successful, and this is something that Wendy's as a corporation can make money on, uh, we're going to start seeing it trickle down to a lot of the you know Chick Fil A is going to do it, McDonald's is going to do it, Dunkin's going to do it, everyone's going to start doing it. And it, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. If prices are cheaper for because this sucks, but fast food is for a lot of families. It's where they. It's unfortunate that it costs a lot of money to feed your kids fresh fruits and vegetables and meats and stuff like that. So fast food is something that is part of a lot of people's diets. Yeah. Uh, and so if if this can make prices cheaper sometimes for for families, I guess I don't I don't mind it. I mean, this isn't a new concept. Gas stations have been doing this for forever, right. and so I don't know. I don't eat fast food, so I guess I don't care, but I'm, I'm worried about how this implies uh, through other industries yeah. Yeah. In, in the fast food industry. Well, it's a data-driven economy. That right, sure. Right. 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 And uh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, I've got four kids, and fast food or good food quickly is is it's it's really close on other food. Yeah. Like fast food has already gotten very expensive, and it's really – it it you start to weigh your options a mm-hmm. little more closely when you're in line there because you're going to spend just as much as if you would go to a restaurant or the grocery store sure. and buy all the healthy stuff that you think about. Right. Gone, gone are That's... the good old days of uh, pulling up to Taco Bell drive through with like Spending six of your buddies in there. Yeah. yeah, and you spend like eight ninety nine for like twenty Nacho Bell Grandes. <laughs> right, right, and if, if everything is hyper personalized too, and you're pre ordering with apps, yeah, the companies have your data and they kind of know what you're going to order, and they're able to tailor menu items to to your liking too. And now you add another layer with weather and demand, prices will only go up, but maybe it will get even more healthier and personalized because it may know that you know what. I need a salad. Right, I didn't have right, too many right. burgers. Even salads and fast food are not healthy. There's tons <laughs> of sugar in them. There's tons of salt so. in them. Like, uh, you know what would be interesting to see is if, you, you know, Jeff, you were bringing up apps, right? If you pre-order, even like days in advance, are you able to sort of lock in a price? That would be interesting. And, and does this start to level out the pricing and the, the flow of traffic throughout the day? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a rewards customer with one of these, w- with a big franchise. You know, there's an incentive to provide your data to the company so that mm-hmm. they can personalize your information. So that that's a great thought for sure. Huh. And know. I mean, just think about how you buy airline tickets or how you think about sports team tickets. You're always trying to find the best price because you know they're moving on a daily basis. Is going to get you smarter about food purchases. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to the automated coffee, Octane Coffee in, in Waukesha? Have you been through that drive-thru? I haven't. I, I did, though. I was just in Seattle a few months ago, and uh, they had it was a small startup, and a robot made me a vanilla latte. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same sort of thing uh, as the one in Milwaukee, but it was it was pretty wild and interesting not having any human act- interaction. Yeah. Is that what the one in Milwaukee is like? Yeah. It, yeah. You, you, you pre-order with an app. There's only one employee. The employee is really just changing you know, the creamer and the, 
the supplies Filters for the day, that, yeah. but it's all robotic. It's all engineered. It's it's Pilcrow Coffee. It's Stone Creek Coffee. So it's locally based. That's nice. Local yes. ownership, but it's all robotics and all. How how does the how well does the robot make your coffee? Oh, it, Is it delicious? It's great. Yeah, I mean, really? it, it's you know simplistic. In what a, a time in a way to be alive! It's all the same every <laughs> single day, and you know, there's something to be said about that type of innovation for sure. Oh, for sure, because I, I know a lot of people that'll complain like. One day their Starbucks is delicious, and the next day it's got too much cream, right. or it tastes burnt, or yeah. we want what we want, and we want it the same. And give it to me now. The future of almost everything, wearables and fitness, are up next on the upswing. We're back. This is the upswing. Today it's fast forward Wisconsin. The future of almost everything in Wisconsin. Talking with Steve Glenn, Chief Milwaukee Officer, and Martin Moore, podcaster. You don't have to get into it. Content creator. We know what he <laughs> you can does. You say Martin Moore. He is Traveler. a technology <laughs> expert also with Koss headphones. He so Apple has explored the idea of developing new wearable devices you know, beyond the new Vision Pro that everyone's seen. They're looking at fitness rings. They're looking at smart glasses, even AirPods with cameras. And just this week, Samsung released details around its new Galaxy Ring, which is going to be full of innovation. I have a Whoop band that I use each and every day. How do you spell that? W-H-O-O-P. Okay. Exclamation mark. It gives me, let me give you the data. You have to have the exclamation mark. Yes. Respiratory rate, blood oxygen, resting heart rate, heart variability rate, kind of the time in between heartbeats, skin temp, strain, and sleep. So it takes all the data from the day before and then tells me the level of strain and sleep that I need the next day. So this show is about the future. Oh and like this band, although it's data overload, yeah. it's really helping it helping me. me monitor my day-to-day life. And there's a Wisconsin company out in Heartland called Wearable Technologies that's using its technology to make sure that people, when they fall... Or mm-hmm. whether they're in extreme situations, like hey, you're near a pool, it gives the parents alerts. So there's so many, so much innovation in the wearable space. Like, yes. how do you guys use it? Uh, primarily, a little bit of what you just said on my Apple Watch. Okay. Uh, for what it can do, and then I just got this dot card wristband, and now it has all the information about me, how to find me, and my business. With a tap on someone's phone, downloaded, and they got all the links to everything. Hmm. Right, so it's almost like a, a digital business card on your wrist? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Yes. So what's the what's the interface with that? Uh, it, it's, it's on an the, app? Yeah, it's on the web. Okay. Or on, yeah, it's just a web uh, interface. Okay. And uh, so your browser. Yeah. And you update all of your information. It is always giving you more options to add to your profile and a photo and like my logo and everything. You find that's easier than just the tap to you meet someone and I'm like, hey. I can just tap the phone it and provide my information. This is definitely a majority cool factor. You just want to like, <laughs> kind of look kind of like you know what's going on. But uh, yeah, it's really it's been super convenient so far. Yeah, good. Yeah, Martin, let's see, I got I have an, Apple, an watch. Apple Watch. I'm a okay. I'm a first gen Apple Watch adopter. Okay, and uh, have you upgraded it every version? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, he upgrades like every couple Jeez. weeks. Absolutely, yeah. you're, you're on, phones, on the Apple yeah. list. Uh, you know, it, it's made a huge impact on my life. Uh, when I quit working on cars and I, you know, started working at costs and uh, I had an office job, I gained like twenty twenty five pounds. 
And, you know, we're really, it's really awesome that we live in a time where we can have so many health metrics on our wrist. But, you know, back in the day, right, you had to go to the doctor to find out if you had high blood pressure or, you know, a really high resting heart rate or AFib or, or all these things that the watch can, can tell us and wearables can tell us. And now you can have that information on your wrist and make real time changes throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month w- without having to wait to find out maybe when it's too late uh, by going to see a physician. So uh, it's only going to get better, and I'm really excited that we have the, this kind of information on our risk because health's important. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, and it, it's so generational, too. Like right. We got our my, my mother-in-law, an Apple Watch, because you know you want fall detection, yep. you want safety, and we want her the ability to instantly get texts. And even though like she hasn't 100% embraced that because yeah. it takes a while, sure. but it gives us a sense of security and safety. Security and safety. And, and now the Apple Watch about. too. Um, it can the new one can detect car crashes, and then it can send you know your emergency contact information that you've been in a car crash. So yeah. uh, it's very exciting stuff, and, and, and you can see the implications of it. Uh, people, it's saving people's lives. It's making people fitter and healthier, and that's something I think everybody can get on board with. With the fitness wearables, what would you what? What would you want to see next? I mean, I, I'd love to see like instant cholesterol analysis. That would be nice. Uh, diabetes. <laughs> but, but how do you get Bl- to that? Blood sugar. I don't want to see that. That's the next one. 100% blood sugar. <laughs> All right. We are, uh, we'll come right back and we will continue our conversation on the future of everything in Wisconsin. We're going to talk a little bit about driving and gas stations. We're going to hit on sports betting and we're going to talk about the future of communication and news with Steve Glenn and Martin Moore. We're back. This is the upswing. Producer Charlie, I love the futuristic music. Me and Steve were doing, we're doing, doing the robot. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. So the old national talk and text line is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. Our next conversation is around the future of driving and gas stations. High-end convenience stores, we almost take it for granted in the state of Wisconsin that there are so many amazing options, obviously with all the locations, 506 quick trip locations across Wisconsin, although... I'm going to tell you this. Someone that lives in the North Shore, I don't have a quick trip close enough to me. We do not. And I want a signature quick trip in downtown Milwaukee that would become a destination. How Wisconsin of us would that be to be like, we're going downtown to go to the gas station to hang out? What are your thoughts on that? That's a game changer because there aren't a lot of options downtown in general. Yeah, and there's I, the BP. Yeah, as a, as, as a there's, there's one on Second Street. Um, Is there? But, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. As right. a Southie, you know, I like I like my quick trips. Yes, I just love them. I, oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Jeff. Well, the nice thing about BP for me as a shopper, we we live pretty close to a Metro Market from Kroger, and we do a lot of our shopping there. And you get to bring talk about data. You get to bring those two together, and you save a ton. My wife's cards is an SUV. Obviously, I don't put a ton of gas in mine. I got two-gallon gas back up in my EV. <laughs> but we save a ton of money that way, and it, it's, you know, that's the future, bringing the gas stations and the grocery stores together. Right? Totally, 100%. Um, this, this is something that I've talked about before and something that I find really interesting uh, because with the rise of EVs, it, it it's an industry that gas stations have obviously been around since cars were first started. Um, 
and it's an industry that is going to be completely disrupted. And it's something I think we take for granted and something that we're already seeing um, the wheels in motion on how we're going to handle uh, gas stations in the future. Because once everything's electric, they're just a convenience store. And so, you know, I've always thought that Quick Trip was a, a business that could partner with maybe the state and so you have you know the rest stops when you get when you get off the freeway to like go to the bathroom and they got a vending machine mm-hmm. you know those have car chargers and then that you know they work with quick trip and kind of sort of bring in their their business model and try and create something that a space that people are going to want to sit at for a half hour to 45 minutes while their car charges because that's what's going to happen when you're charging your car yeah w- what do you do right you know you can only browse the candy aisle and and Go back and forth on the Red Bull or the or the Diet Coke, you know, for five ten minutes. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But something is definitely going to have to happen. And I think Quick Trip is is definitely ripe for um, pushing the gas station and air quotes uh, into the future um, when everything starts going electric. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, they, in many communities, they become hangout spots for yeah. for kids, for the high schoolers, and, yeah. for for all of us. Like if right. you're going to go to the, to the shop and the the items are something you really love, you're going to spend more time there. Nope. I'm just waiting for dynamic pricing of food at Quick Trip <laughs> oh, and, <no. laughs> and food delivery and pre-ordering for pickup. Those those donuts from the Quickery. Yeah. Well, it's, no it's, joke. it's the rewards program that keeps you coming back to, and there's incentives. And I'm sure as Wendy's evolves its model, that's how it's going to use its, yeah. its digital mm-hmm. kiosks, too. It's going right. to be about the rewards. It's about offering incentives to yeah. the customer. I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of gas stations partnering with uh, other brands, fast food brands, and in shopping and retail brands to try and create some sort of experience to, again, keep keep customers who are charging their vehicles busy. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, there's no reason for a, ga- a gas gas station that doesn't sell gas to exist. Yeah, <laughs> they're just a conven- they're a, a bodega, Seven Eleven. You know, I think whether you're gas or EV or somewhere in the middle, when when is come and get my car and charge it or fill it and bring it back to me. When is that coming from Quick Trip or any, oh, yeah. any, any place like that? Yeah, custom concierge service yes. that's coming. And more competition is coming, too. Potawatomi Business Development Corporation is looking at their a location in Pewaukee mm. for its Fireside Market, which is basically a convenience store. And they're going to have several locations around the state of Wisconsin. Mm. So competition begets competition, and it, you know it's good for all of us. So it'll be interesting to continue to look at the space. The future of almost everything in the state of Wisconsin. Fast forward Wisconsin with Steve Glenn and Martin Moore. Up next, the future of sports betting in the state of Wisconsin. This is The Upswing. Welcome back to The Upswing. The future of almost everything in the state of Wisconsin. As I mentioned at the beginning, I've driven a ev it has a two gallon gas backup so i you know get over that range anxiety easily that way and i don't drive a ton during the day but it gets me 150 miles around town it's absolutely perfect and i love it but we've had a a couple talking text lines come in you know just the delusion over thinking everything is going ev i know martin you have some you have some it's going ev it's going ev (laughs) when you have companies some of the largest car companies in the world like hyundai i believe said by 2030 i think Everything's going to be electric, no gas. Uh, and then you have, you know, Tesla and Lexus and all these companies. They're, they're not going to invest billions of dollars if they don't think it's the future. It's, it's the future. It might not be five, 10 years from now, but in the next 20 years, 
think about this. Never, nobody ever thought manual transmissions were going to go away. <laughs> Good luck trying to find one. Same thing. Yeah. Ga- gas is going to be gone. Yeah. I- at some point, at least in my lifetime, it's all going to be electric. Evolution and change, it's coming. There's nothing constant but change. Right, right. That is true. So the future of sports betting in the state of Wisconsin. I know, Martin, you're, you're a huge Bucks fan. Big we're, time. We're Season all sports holder. fans. That's right. Bucks ambassador. All right. So Wisconsin's one of 38 states with some form of live sports betting, right? Legalized sports betting at Potawatomi Casino and Hotel in downtown Milwaukee. Oneida Casino in Green Bay, and then the Oneida Sportsbook in Ashwaubenon. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of expand that in terms of the digital and mobile space, how I, first, when you're watching a game, do you have that desire? All right, I want to bet on games, and I want to be a participation. I want to be participatory in the sport above and beyond a yes. viewer. I do all the time. Really? And, yes. And what does that look like for you? I get, you a, I get a gut feel. Uh, unfor- well, it's hard because um, I've done sort of the uh, in-game betting apps uh, that you see the commercials like for. FanDuel. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's to me, it's super fun because it takes sort of the fantasy sports one level deeper uh in in making the game fun i don't bet a lot of money uh just like thousand bucks here yeah here and there uh no no i keep it (laughs) i keep it low so i keep it fun um but uh you know at pato potawatomi you've got to go there and place your bets exactly if you're you know on a whim at home you gotta get in your car how does one place a bet at potawatomi is it like it's like a roulette table with like all kinds of different scenarios or how do you kiosks and they have people and people yeah can you just is there a certain a set amount of like things you can bet on like whatever what the score is going to be at halftime or someone going to hit a home run or touchdown or can you basically just go up there and be like I think so and so is going to roll their ankle, and I'd like to put five hundred dollars. I don't think you can that. bet on injuries yet, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you definitely can bet on many, many uh, obscure aspects of the game. Gotcha. Yeah, and, but the bets have to be placed in house, right. in, in okay, at, in the casino. But it, it's they're redoing the entire Northern Lights Theater into a Vegas style sports book, which will have the large screens, and you'll really be like you know high end casino. Sure, and but now though. If you want to bet on a mobile device, you can use the pick'em games, some of the mm-hmm. fantasy games, Steve, right. that you mentioned. Right. But I think that will be the next phase. How do we integrate that? And you have the you know the Bucks with Pfizer Forum downtown. Could we see a point in the future <laughs> where there's a, another sports book alongside in the Deer District? In the Deer District, like I just it's not take just my money. Deer thinking District. what could be coming. <sighs> You know, could that be something that we see down the road? I th- I think some of the f- most fun times I've had watching a game is putting twenty bucks or fifty fifty dollars on a game and sitting in the sports book with my friends, having a beer and watching the game. Yeah, and, and then just getting excited when you win. When you win, you rub in their faces and show them you, the ticket. Yeah. Sport because I don't. I've never bet on sports. Does sports betting just sort of make make the experience more immersive? When you're watching, you're a game? definitely paying attention, sure. especially if you're on some games that you wouldn't normally watch. Sure, and I think yeah. it brings a little bit more excitement. And yeah. it, again, being responsible, right? Bet sure. what you can afford, not your whole. Pe- yes. Don't advance your paycheck. Yeah. What's right. the yeah. minimum the, you can bet? I don't know. 
I, like, can you bet like a dollar or five bucks or something? I or? don't think they're going to. You just want to. You just want to <laughs> dabble a little bit. There's a community building aspect to it for sure for for the teams. Um, obviously, as we look forward, I think there's need to be guardrails in terms of oh, age, yeah. age gating. Right. And you know, there's lots of there's lots of things to consider as we move into the future. Local companies, Atlas World Sports has a kind of a curated sports app that's bringing together the DraftKings and the FanDuel's. And the Caesars, there's another Wisconsin company, Cover 5, that does mm. kind of a uh, pick them by the spread mm. on its app. So sure. there's a lot of local companies that are in the space. In. And obviously it would be really interesting to see how we continue to move forward in the sports betting world. It's a big right. moneymaker. That's right. <laughs> Final segment coming up next, we'll talk about the future of communication. Wrap up our conversation with Steve Glenn and Martin Moore. This is The Upswing. A fun, lively conversation. Welcome back to The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. Speaking of fun and lively, let's give away a gift card to the Mineshaft restaurant in either Hartford or Oshkosh. The Sherman family, we, we live in the North Shore of Milwaukee, but we want to get the kids away from the Xbox and out of the attic. It's a maybe 35-minute drive to Hartford. Great game room. $2 million game room. The pizza's wonderful. Mom and Dad can kind of hang out at the table and just... Be good with ourselves and check in on what's going on in the week. And then the kids can be in the game room. It's absolutely perfect. Caller number six at 855-616-1620 gets a gift card to the Historic Mineshaft. And a friendly reminder that Thursdays, that's today, Martin and Steve, buy one, get one free pizza. Dang. Ooh. You know what I like more than one pizza? Two, <laughs> Two pizzas. Indeed. And yes. here I go. So the future of communication, this is going to be hard to cover in uh, five minutes, but oh, we got it. <laughs> where do you get your news and why and how? Mm. I, I talk about this because I love this app called Artifact that was founded by the Instagram co-founders. They did it for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and now they've scaled way back, but it was all AI driven based upon what my email, what my browser, and kind of what I'm all about. They just didn't find a way... To truly monetize it. But as a news, news consumer, I loved it because I could put in my subscriptions. I could put in my local WTMJ, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, whatever yeah. it is I'm consuming, and it would curate information for me. Do you like news that way? Or what's your day-to-day with news, being, Steve? Being a thousand percent lazy, yes. That's how <laughs> I prefer to get my news. I any, any input of news into my life comes curated and aggregated in some form, digitally. All right. But digitally. However, I do hear a lot from people, did you hear this? No, I didn't hear that yet. So I'd say 50% of my news comes digitally and 50% comes from my network. Okay. Martin? Uh, For me, I try to consume news through just traditional TV and then obviously, like most people, social media and my news app. But I I really try to not let the algorithm sort of feed me what it thinks I want to hear because, you know, there's – I don't – like Steve said, you know, you have a lot of people that come up to you and they're like, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And it's like, no, the algorithm didn't feed me that. And so I really try to go out of my way to consume news and content um, from sources that I may not agree with or have a different point of view on just because I want a nice, well-rounded um, daily 
uh, news news dump that isn't that Twitter didn't give me or Facebook gave me or even my news app. I mean, my news app feeds me everything I want to see. And so I can miss things. And there's nothing I love more than being wrong about something or or learning about something that I otherwise had no interest in. And I feel like if I don't go out of my way to sort of bring all those different news sources together i don't i don't get that nice well-rounded uh news dump do you mm-hmm. like the apple boy that was a diatribe no do you like the apple news <laughs> yeah experience? I, use that. I use that a lot yeah um but it, it still has an a- algorithm and it feeds me yeah. what i want to see and so right. yeah I, I like it to an extent okay same same yeah all right it's pretty to look at i'll give it that <laughs> <laughs> so i also get a ton of email newsletters that I appreciate because they're coming from trusted sources. And you read yes. every one of them. And I, well, you know, I, I take information from all of them, right? Sure. But for me, you know, my email inbox, it's a sacred space. And if I'm giving somebody the permission to come in, I yeah. want quality mm. out. Yeah. Talk about email day to day and how that's changing in your life. I'm mixed. I have mixed feelings on email. I'm surprised and not surprised. It's not dead yet. <laughs> right. Um, no one under 20 emails. And so every app that I use has its own messaging platform. And uh, so I'm a, that's my take on my rant on email. But um, I do, you know, have some newsletters that come in, okay. brands that I love, people that I love, and I pay attention. Yeah, good. Martin? I hate email. Yeah. I hate it just as much as my email box is just like my phone. It's just f- deleting and blocking spam email. <laughs> There's very little valuable content, unless it's work stuff. Work stuff uh, sometimes. And if I, could, if I could just have my iPhone and have internet service and I could just have like no email, no actual phone because I haven't yeah. made a phone call since like 2012. Right, yeah. Martin uh, never picks up his phone when I call. I'd be good. People call I, uh, me. I, I can't stand email. Yeah. But like Steve said, my I have... 10 different direct yeah. messages and apps with all yeah. these conversations going on right. that are this way is, more productive. Yeah. Cause well, e- I think email only exists because corporations exist yeah. and that's why it's still living right now. And you've got to, that you've got to communicate in those ways. But uh, you know, Slack is going to, you know, maybe take that yeah. over eventually, but and that'll uh, be yes. a conversation for next week. There We're going to talk Slack and generational differences in the workspace. Check out superhuman.com to take care of some of your, email concerns. We're going to do it again next week. Tomorrow, it's Hopwater Beer and More with the owners of Third Space Brewing Company. 